Welcome to the Suffering Podcast. Each week, we walk you through how suffering is the way to sustainable success and the path to greatness. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. Visit thesufferingpodcast.com for complete details. Please subscribe and like to get our latest episodes as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for exclusive content. Please comment. We may read your comments on future shows or even reach out to you for a future guest appearance. Let's embrace how suffering forges bonds that last forever, showing we are never alone. So get so ready, get ready, sit down, sit down, and strap it, strap it, strap it. Sit your ass down, down. Sit your ass down, down. Let's talk about the suffering. It's time to start the pain. Sit your ass down, down. Sit your ass down, down. Strap it, strap it. This is gonna hurt, gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt, gonna hurt. Let's talk about the suffering. It's time to start the pain. This is gonna hurt. It's time for the Suffering Podcast. Dented Development Project is a 501c3 nonprofit organization with a mission to assist first responders and their families repair dents caused by suffering. Help us support the ones who take care of us selflessly. Dented things can still operate, but may not be as pretty as they once were. Make a difference and go to DentedDevelopmentProject.com to get involved today. Our heroes need our help. All new Suffering Podcast gear is here. The show depends heavily on our supporters to get the word out. Let people know that suffering is a team sport and no one is alone in their struggles. Wearing the Suffering Podcast merchandise accomplishes that goal. Check out our store at thesufferingpodcast.com or check our show notes for the link. Your support and love means everything to us. What is the cost of doing your job? Are you missing out on things at home? Is it damaging a relationship? Is it killing your social life? Is it sucking the enjoyment out of everything? What price are you willing to pay to say that you did your job? These things and more should be on everybody's mental analysis sheet to fully understand and quantify whether the price of doing their job is worth it. Sometimes the cost is much too high to pay. Sometimes we get a bargain. Sometimes we make a bad investment. Many of us feel that we have no choice but to do our jobs. There is very little thought into what the consequences are for being successful. And welcome back for part two of the Suffering of Sworn Duty with Elvin Hernandez. Thanks for coming back in this week. Uh, I know it had to be a long drive up here for again this <laughs> week, but I really appreciate it. Jesus Christ. We kind of did something really fucked up last episode. We left at the worst possible time. Don't think it wasn't on purpose, everybody. <laughs> okay, it was done very purposely. When we had left last time, yeah. you are in the room. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman, Elvin Diaz, is an emotionally disturbed person. Yeah. You have an officer, I believe you said, on, on your left side. On my left side. Sergeant Molina's in front of you. He's in front of me. On the right. He's he's not in front of me. He's to to my right in front of Elvin. 
Now, Elvin's on the other side with a meat cleaver, probably the most physically intimidating piece of cutlery you can possibly get. Although it's probably the worst thing to ever do. I mean, you're better off with a knife. You can't fucking stab with it. But it looks looks mean. Yeah, it It looks, looks it looks, I mean, it's definitely, it's fucking mean. I mean, the thing is, I've seen that shit so many times. I mean, my dad whips that shit out. He starts cutting (laughs) the fucking meat in the the store. I'm like, God damn, that shit. Yeah. That shit is intimidating, you know what I mean? It is intimidating, but as far as a, a combat weapon, it's not very it's not a very good combat weapon. I wouldn't I, w- I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, I would think now, so. The it's officer to your left, what was his name? Uh, uh Nino Gallerini. He's not Dominican then, right? He's definitely not Dominican. <laughs> Gallerini? Just, just yeah, wanted to put that that's out there. That's Italian. Nino <laughs> Gallerini. Yeah. I think that yeah. screams. Yeah, yeah. screams he's Italian. He's, he's great too, man. Yeah. He's funny as shit, man. He's hilarious. Good, so, good dude. Elvin Scott, not not you, not you're you. the the emotionally disturbed person, actually had the cleaver up. He's pacing back and forth. You yeah. can see this situation is going south. Everybody's screaming in the background. And he's not yeah. compliant at all. He's not compliant. He's zero compliance. Zero compliance. And you're in a 15-foot room. 15 feet. He was 15 feet away from me. So take pick us up from when Elvin Diaz has that meat cleaver up. And his mother and brother are also there at this point. Screaming. Yeah. yeah. So screaming. basically, so just to take you back there. Um, you know, Nina was on my left. He, he, like when I had my weapon up, right. When I had my weapon up, my shoulder kept going back and forth because they're trying to push Nino out of the fucking way. I mean, obviously you can see why, right. Anybody would want to do that. Yeah. They, they yeah. know death is imminent. And you know what I mean? Like they, they're screaming, everybody's screaming. Um, Elvin's pacing back and forth. Nino I tell Nino, call SWAT, call SWAT. As as he was micing up, you hear me in the in the, in the microphone, call SWAT, call SWAT. As soon as I say that, Elvin takes a step forward. He takes a step forward. Shots are fired. Sergeant Molina sh- discharges his weapon. I discharge my weapon. It happens so fucking fast. Like I can't explain to you how fast it happened. I how, mean, how many rounds did you discharge? Um, well, I discharged one round. Okay. Um, Sergeant Molina, I believed, discharged nine. So in the police world, forgive everybody listening a little bit of window into, we are taught to shoot center mass until the threat stops. That is correct. So while you fired one and Sergeant Molina fired nine, your perception of the situation is different. He may have felt that he needed to do that to stop where you needed one Sergeant Molina was closer also. And and not just that. I was just about to say, Sergeant Molina was a lot closer. And just to paint even more detailed, he, when you, you have a, I had a Glock, right? A Glock 23. Okay. First. 40 uh, caliber, correct? Exactly. 40 cal. First, uh, um. I'm not that good with the pounds. You know how many pounds the first trigger pull is? Four pounds pressure. Something like that. After that is, that's it. It's. It's it's a sneeze. Yeah. Exactly. So when he when he was you know sh- shooting at Elvin, those nine rounds was like literally two seconds. Mm-hmm. Pop, 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 done. So people like this is not the fucking movies. Yeah, exactly. Let me let me make that very fucking clear. This what is not it, the fucking movies. Their magazine hold, held thirteen. Yes, thirteen. Yeah, 13. Yeah. So, thirteen and one in the yeah, point. So and the thing is, is that you know he didn't go down until the last shot. Mm. You understand well, what I'm saying? So yeah, so absolutely. you know. People need to understand, you know, that's what I'm trying to paint this picture is that it happened literally in seconds, like seconds. How many hits? Um, Honestly, I'm not sure how many. I believe he had seven or eight, something in that range. I'm not 100%. Like, this is all like, 
you know, after the fact you read, yeah, you, know, course, you don't know course. at the time. Yeah. They don't give you that information. Exactly. So, so that, so the rounds go off, it hits Elvin. When the rounds stop, Elvin drops. When Elvin drops, he drops with the meat cleaver. So when he drops, he dropped and he had the meat cleaver and like. He fell on top of it? Exactly. He fell on top of it, but he, but it, it, it wasn't facing him. It was to the side. So he still had the weapon on him. Right. Right. So that's when everybody came, all the other officers, right? There was like two or three other officers that had, one guy was on a detail down the street. A detail is, you know, when PCNG is out there, just for the folks out there, you know, and you see the yellow, uh, you know, vest, that's a detail. So basically one guy came, then there was another couple of guys came and I, I holster my weapon. Okay. I get on top of him and I'm fighting for his fucking arm. As blood is everywhere. Yeah, he still got strength going. So, so he's he's still alive. So he's still alive. Like he's, yeah. I'm trying to, and this is all after the fact. I didn't know that when something like that happens, they grip harder. Like you know, like it's like oh, he was dead already. So was he? Dead no, or, he no, wasn't. He was alive. He was still alive at the time. What I'm saying is like this is what they were telling me after the fact yeah. that like that he had gripped it, I guess, and and even harder when he was getting shot, and when he fell over, he still, I guess, he still had that grip. I mean, I was fighting for his arm. You know what I mean? I'm fighting for his harm. Um, there was uh, uh, Sergeant Molina was trying to fight with the other. The other guy was trying to fight for the other arm. Like it, it was insane. There was blood everywhere. I was slipping on the blood. You know what I mean? It was hard for me to you know to get a good grip. I finally get his arm out. If anybody wants to know what it's like walking on blood, go on a tile floor and spread KY jelly yeah, on the floor. Crazy. Or some like Astroglide, some sort of sex lube or something. <laughs> I was just about to say, what kind of freaky shit is this? Yeah, well, no, that's what <laughs> he it usually f- brings up anal lube. But, you know. <laughs> no, that's Crudell. That's what it feels like yeah. to walk on that stuff because the viscosity of the blood and it's it's not easy to keep your footing. And no. like I wore chuckas, but my chuckas didn't have much grip on the bottom. No, no. I, at the time, I did. I start with the chuckas. It looks good, right? Yeah, the uniform, nice. boom, <laughs> it looked banging, right? Yeah. At the, I mean, you, nice you shine got there, on them. Nice shine mm. on them. You know, he what only mean? had two years on a job. Yeah. So he, he didn't oh, go to the, the chocolate. You know, the chocolate shine. <laughs> uh, you know, no, no, I didn't. Man. I was only two years. I, I was when I was older, man. My things was gleaming, man. I looked like I had bling everywhere. Right, because you want to look good, right? Nice, you know the, I mean? that crease, no railroad yeah, traction. No, nothing, man, still, nothing, man. Still in shape, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crispy. down that rut yet? Yeah, I was crispy as a motherfucker, man. <laughs> yeah, but see, I never yeah, lost yeah. that. That I that I never. You I lost lose. other things. No, yeah, yeah. I didn't lose that because I was taught. That's the way I was taught. It's a presentation yeah. thing. Command, but, command presence. But we, we're going off. We yeah, got yeah, way yeah, off track yeah. here. But <laughs> the uh, but that I just to give everybody an idea of what it feels like to walk on top of blood. It's it. It's so slippery. You can't keep your footing. I don't. It, it, I'm assuming it was probably linoleum, right, or with tile or something. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't really remember, man. Definitely you know, wasn't rug. No, no, it was. No, no, it, was it was. It, it was definitely some type of tile. Yeah, it was like like you know some older tile. You know right. what I mean? But basically, I had at the time I had the um, the military baits. So those, even though they have grip, you know, it's still like it's still rough. Have, yeah. yeah, exactly. Still rough. So I'm like slipping, um, trying to get his arm. I finally get his arm out. Um, the other officer, I don't know who got his other arm out, but. Um, somebody else got his other arm out and I cuff him. Is he saying anything? Nothing. Yeah. So he's, I cuff him after we, after you cuff him. Um, obviously the first thing you do is you, you, um, as in training, you, you put him on his back and you, and you try to set him up, but obviously that's not happening. He's, he's been shot multiple times. We put him on his, on his back and then boom, the ambulance came. Wow. So the ambulance was right there. So the ambulance comes, right? The ambulance is working on him. 
right? I, uh, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm fucking, fucking everything. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I told him mm-hmm. to drop the fucking meat cleaver. You know what I mean? Like, I was really upset. You know what I mean? Because it didn't have to go that way. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. have to go that way. Believe so, me, I know the feeling. You know, it didn't have to go that way. And I, and I know you guys know the feeling. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm, I walk out of the room and I get so upset, I put a hole in the wall. Right? I punched through the wall. I didn't even know. You know, it was some she rock. I'm not the Incredible Hulk. It was some type of she rock. It wasn't even that strong. So, you know, I didn't punch a brick wall or anything. But I put, I put a hole in the wall um, and his brother looks at me. And he says, "Bro, you killed my brother." Wow. Yeah. Nah, that's good. So, so, so when he says that, and I that's remember so, those and that's words. someone you that's someone, know. Yeah, like I know, like I said, like I wasn't like super close with him, but I knew him, and he's such a good kid. You know what I mean? He was a good kid. You know what I mean? Um, he was always respectful, like just a really good kid. You know. So when he said that, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I told him, and I and I said, I told him to drop it, man. He didn't want to fucking drop it. And 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 then that's when like the officers started pulling me away. Yo yo yo, you know what I mean? Like like let's go. We gotta go outside, you know. So I'm going downstairs. The mother's screaming on her knees, you know. I walk downstairs, you know. Um, you know, I kind of you know I passed her. She's screaming on her knees. When he said that to you, Elvin's brother, did he say it? Was it was it an angry thing? Was it was he Um, angry or just was it it, matter of fact? Yo, but disbelief. You know what it is, man. I still have his face pictured in my in my mind, like. Now, do you hold anything against him for saying oh, that to you? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. I do not hold it against him. You know what I mean? He's a, listen, man, that's his brother, no matter yeah. how he was. You know what I mean? I have a sister. I got family. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like nobody wants to, no, I didn't want to do it. Nobody wanted to see that. So I absolutely not hold that against him. Um, he had, every, you know, that's his brother. You know what I mean? Who am I to tell him that? Right? right. So, but he looked at me and it was just like this. Like, if it was like. Bro, you you killed my brother. Like you shot my brother. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a matter. He was just like I guess he was in shock. At like the I same said, time like shock too. or disbelief. Yeah, he, you know what I mean. Like you were thinking, what the fuck just happened? I'm sure yeah, he was yeah, thinking, what the was fuck crazy, just happened? Man. They watched like, it all, right? They watched. Yeah. It. They watched it all. Yeah, they watched but it the all. thing is, this is the thing. They they didn't see what happened because. So let me explain to you. So when I had my my I had my left arm on the on the on the doorway blocking the doorway while Nina was on my on my left arm right there was there's a wall so so basically they can't they didn't see what Elvin was doing they only saw what we did oh you understand what I'm saying so they didn't see that he took that step that he was that close to Sergeant Molina they didn't see none of that and no no body cams back then exactly we didn't have we had but we didn't have body cams you know what I mean but you know she didn't see that you know so you know um so basically, you know, I go downstairs, um, I pass her. Uh my blood my my I just felt my heart racing. Man, like it was just unbelievable. Blood pressure uh, through the uh, roof. Yeah, blood pressure through the roof. Um Yeah. So, you know, I, I go downstairs and the ambulance is there and now everybody's there, right? All the white shirts. White yeah, shirts exactly. starts coming. You know what I mean? So uh, you know, all the white shirts are there. Which is um, for the uh, listeners out there. Those are like the lieutenants and the captains, um, you know. So they're there, and uh, I go by the ambulance, and the first thing they do is take my weapon, right? So you shot your weapon. They, that's the first thing they do. They take your weapon. So they took my weapon, and um, 
you Which know. for 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 men, it's very emasculating. Emasculating. Exactly. Yeah, for me, it, for me, it was. Yeah, I mean, for me it was. You know, at the time, I, I didn't even have time to think about it. Yeah. Right? Like this wasn't like the next day, two days later. Well, they take it right for for the way I thought about it. I guess it's like, but I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, didn't do anything 100%. wrong. Why are you taking it away yeah. from me? I didn't do anything wrong. That's a yeah. that's a that's a great aspect that you just mm. said right now. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. Like you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know what I mean. I never thought about it like that. But but that you know? now puts you in the mindset that you did something wrong. Right. Yes. You know, and that that was the start of like my yeah. my downward spiral. Hundred percent. Because they they took my whole uniform. I got, they, they brought civilian clothes up for me yes, and stripped they, me right down, right in our command post. That, that's crazy. They did that at the camp. They did that, uh, obviously, at the hospital for me, which I'll get into. You know, so they 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 put me and Sergeant Molina on the bus, right? The, the, the ambulance. The ambulance. I'm sorry. We call the it a bus. Yeah, that's so, fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, common so, lingo. I've been in civilian life for so long now, I translate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they take us to the hospital uh, to get us to, to make sure that, you know, they're checking us out, you know, and seeing, you know, if we're okay, obviously. We just went through a stressful event. They should yes, be. Yes, exactly. So they take us to the hospital, and I'll never forget this. I get into the hospital, and I look back where the doorway is, where the emergency room doorway is in Hackensack Hospital. I look back, and I just see them rushing him in, uh, no shirt on. With the oxygen tank on his on his um on his mouth, um, pumping his chest, blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's the last time I saw him. So, um, in my mind, I'm like, "Yo, I hope he makes it." You know what I mean? It's crazy though, right? Yeah. But like in my mind, I'm like, "I hope he makes it." You know what I'm saying? Like nobody wants to see nobody die, no matter what the instance is. You know what I mean? Uh, what happened? You know, especially so if you have part of it. A hundred percent. So they put me in a room. I don't say nothing to nobody. My mouth is shut. Like I'm, I'm not talking to nobody, you know? So I'm, I'm in the room. Um, all these fuck man, all these emotions and thoughts and, you know, I'm playing the incident in my head. Then I, I'm, I'm thinking about like, what the fuck just happened? Then I'm thinking about my, my, um, I was going to say the other thing is you got a pregnant yeah, I was just I home. was just about to say that. My, that that yeah, was going my through wife, my mind my, too. My wife at the time is pregnant. She's like about that's six crazy. months pregnant. You know, um, you know that's that's my that's my woman, man. She's my best friend. You know, I love her to death, um, Daniela. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking about her. You know, I'm like I want to tell her that I'm okay. You know what I mean? I don't want nobody calling her. So, an officer came. He had said like, listen, let me let me get your um uh, let me get your wife's number. You know what I mean? So I can give her a call. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go grab her. I'm like, yo, I need you to bring my wife right now. Bring my fucking wife right now. Those are my exact. I'm like, you need to bring my wife right now. So you know, he he um, gave her a call and he brought her to the hospital. I told him to make sure you tell her that don't freak her out. Like she has the baby. I don't want nothing to happen to her. You know what I'm saying? Right. As he was going to get her, I'm in the room by myself. Um. My lieutenant uh, at the time, uh, he came into the room checking up on me and um, they give you like a pill. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys, but basically they give you something. It's probably an anti-anxiety. Pill. Yeah, something that and, and I've, after that, you obviously can't speak about anything. You know what I'm trying to say? To, well, they you know, usually they, they, they do it for a reason. Yeah, I was just going to say there's a reason behind it. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. They give you this pill because if you're, it's usually like a Klonopin or Xanax or something because after they give you that pill, 
they can't force you because your, your department, for all the good and all the bad, there are some people that really don't care about how you're feeling. They just want the story. Mm-hmm. And you need time. Yes. Like, you need time to process this stuff. And if they give you that pill, then all of a sudden, whatever comes out of your mouth next doesn't matter because it's under the influence of, of uh, anti-anxiety. Yes. yes. And um, fast forward, my, my wife comes and, um, you know, she's in tears. So she's in tears and like, you know, that, that breaks my heart because she, she said, they didn't tell me anything, you know, um, they just, they just picked me up. Like, are you okay? And then like, you know, you know, as soon as I give her a hug, right. You know, you start bawling, crying like a baby. Right. Cause like, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I, 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 I did. You know I'm, what I mean? No, I'm only, I'm only kidding you. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I'm only kidding you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But like, you know, it's, uh, you know, she, you know, she's been there, you know what I mean? Through thick and thin and, um. You know, she's the one person that that I've always been like. You know, I don't know how do you, how you say the word, but basically like a vulnerable way, right? Mm-hmm. Your woman, right? So, you know, obviously, like I was really upset. You know what I mean with what just happened, and uh, I told her I was like, "I'm fine, don't worry." You know, so um, about I would say five minutes later, five six minutes later, less than ten minutes, my lieutenant uh, comes in and he goes, "Um, El- uh, Elvin, I just want to tell you something." Um, you know, is it okay if your wife's here? I was like, absolutely. Say anything from my wife. Um, he said, uh, uh, Elvin didn't make it, which is Elvin Diaz. So he said he didn't make it. And, you know, it's crazy. Nobody really knows this. I was like, I was like, fuck. There was a, I don't know why this is crazy, but there was a priest there, right? The priest had came, I guess they had called, like, I guess, they had called the priest. I don't know why, but there was a priest there or, or some type of uh, chaplain there. And and I said, um, I told him, I said, Father, you know, because I'm so, you know, I, I'm not so religious. I'm saying because I have that religious background, right? I said, let's let's say a prayer for him. That's what happened, man. And that's the start of it. That's the start of it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not even, that's not even, man. What you go, what you just went through isn't the worst no. of what happens during a shooting. No. So this happened on the 21st of May, 2015. What what was the day? And was it your first day of the shift, last day of the shift? It was. Um, I know you switched. It to was. Them. It was. I switched. So it was the first day of my shift. So as soon as it happened, I'm pretty. You, I'm pretty sure you're about to go into this. But they put me on administrative leave. Right. Which, in the back of your mind, although it sucks what just happened, you're like, cool. I got some time to be alone with my thoughts. Of a nice little mini vacation. It's not a vacation, but no. some time off. And that's the way I thought of it. Was it similar for you? Um, honestly, I definitely needed some time, right? Mm-hmm. Process. Process. Process, Process decompress. everything, decompress, like, you know, all these things. Uh, but at the same time, like, I was so fucking broke. I don't know if people know this, but, like, when you first get onto the job, <laughs> like, I, w- yeah. I came from an 80, 90, which is not a lot, but, like, you know, I was making pretty good money where I was at. Starting at what, 35, At 35, yeah. fighting for details. Right. You get what I'm saying? You're fighting for those overtimes and everything. So uh, my current wife was pregnant with our first child. You know, I had a son with a, a previous man, you relationship. Did. Latin people are some fertile people, man. He brought that, he brought <laughs> no, that DR yeah. stuff over here, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I actually, you know, um, I actually got uh, divorced on um, about a month before that, right? And on uh, April were... Fool's. It was April Fool's. <laughs> I thought you were so going to. So, I was like, oh, man, this is exactly the day that I should get fucking divorced. A joke. 
<laughs> you get what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it real. You know, it was a fucking joke. You know what I mean? So, anyways, well, I guess it's so, better than May 21st. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent better than May 21st. So, you know, you know that that was a whole process financially. You get what I'm saying? Then, you know, um, I, I, you know, I just feel so. I still feel because it, I, I couldn't control it, but I still felt guilty for my wife, man, because like she didn't like she was 22, 23 years old, man. This this girl was young, man. Like. Like, I wanted her to have a beautiful experience. She already had gone through bullshit already, like, a few months before that, you know, with the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wanted for her, you know what I mean, to have a good experience, and then now this shit happens, mm. right? And then all these emotions are, like, you can't control them, and, you, you, you know, feel useless. You, you feel, feel yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, feel so, like you, you yeah. let everybody down. Exactly. And, th- and then I'm broke. So I'm yeah. like, fuck. I'm like, yo, I, I, like, yeah, cool. Like, I need to take this time off, but I... I didn't even want to process it because I knew if I did, I knew I was going to be fucked up. So I'm like, I need to get back on the job. You when, know what I mean? when did you notice things weren't right? When did I? <laughs> so as soon as you punched <laughs> the hole in the wall. So this is when I knew things weren't right. About a week or two later, or maybe the same week. Did they, I, give like you, said, this, did they give you a critical incident debriefing? Um, that happened, a debriefing, meaning like when you speak to the prosecutor's office? No, or? no, no. A de- a, for critical incident stress management. Um, I, I don't... SISM team, they, they would call them. Well, I, I don't think... No, they, they they didn't, but basically one of my reps from the from um, uh, from our union, um, the lawyer had told me, you know, sat down with me and told me like what the process was going to look like. Yeah. Right? But that's just the beginning, right? Right. So well, no, tell you... The departments, they're not required, but in order to combat any long-term after effects, within 48 hours after a critical incident, they should provide you with a SISM team, a critical incident stress management team. Well, well, yes, I wasn't provided that, but at the time, um, we had a new director, Mike Mordaga, and um, honestly, he was always supportive, man. Like, he... He, he was always out. he was always a cop's cop. Yeah, yeah. Way. Like he he came out right away. He goes he goes he goes my guy. He even said my name and Sergeant Malik. He said, my guys didn't do anything wrong. He said it right to the paper. You know what I mean? That's why I always respected him for that. Like right. he he got right in front of it. He's like he's like my guys didn't do nothing wrong. This is what happened. You know what I'm saying? My my my, my officers uh, um, uh, appropriately. Uh, uh, you know they acted appropriately mm-hmm. and within their command. You know what I mean? So basically he got in front of it right away. He's he was always really supportive. So I, I like you know. I got nothing negative to say about that. I didn't have a debriefing, but obviously later on you have to speak to the prosecutor's office. Yeah, that's that's investigation stuff. Yeah. That's I'm more yeah. I'm more worried about your mental health. Yeah, my mental at the time, yeah, it was so I'm gonna tell you the reason why I hate talking about this, but I gotta say I gotta say it. You know what I mean? So this is when I knew I was fucked up. It, it must have been the first week or maybe the second week, I don't know. I woke up and I guess I was having a nightmare. My hand was I I was choking my wife without knowing. Okay, so I guess I I had a nightmare and and she was sleeping next to me and I guess I grabbed her, and I was holding her and I I, I was like sleeping so I didn't know and she was like hitting my hand. This is what she was telling me, because I didn't know I I, ca- I caught the end of it like when I got my hand off. I'm like oh my god I'm like what ha- what just happened? You know what I mean? She goes Elvin you were choking me like what happened? You were having a dream? I said I guess I mean I I don't know what the fuck I must have had a crazy dream. Obviously I'm not choking you for no reason like. And she's like, no, 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 you know, um, it's okay. And, you know, she was really supportive and she was like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, she gave me a hug and, yeah, it was fucked up. It's, it's crazy <laughs> the feelings you go through, isn't it? It's, well, Mike's going to want to sleep right next to you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I slept in my basement after after Yeah, yeah. Because of nightmares, you know. That's that's yeah. what we talk about this. Mike and I both both did that where we just separated ourselves because, number one, it was like I was wet in the bed. Yeah. I, I, I just sweat so much that 
the belly that's, so that's I, that was just about Crazy. to say that. I was like, I, I was like, I was sweating. Um, I was I, super hot. I grabbed my dick to see if it was wet to see if I pissed myself. <laughs> yeah, no, That's no. how wet it is. No, no, I was. I smell. Was... <laughs> you it. No, I tasted. Okay. It. I tasted it. <laughs> I need to drink more yeah. water. Um, but that. So you removed. Did you end up having to remove yourself from the bed because you didn't want? Um, that to happen? Uh, yes, I did remove myself to the bed, and um, but but my my wife, you know, my wife is an amazing person. She's like, you know, come back to bed and just hold me. You know what I mean? And and you know, I I held her. You know what I mean, and and I was scared, so I didn't sleep, yeah. right? Because you know she has the baby. You know what I mean? Like I don't want nothing bad to happen, but like you know she's you know that's why I, I love her so much because she was just thinking about my health at the time. You know she didn't want me to be alone or feel alone, and just and think about it. She's twenty two years old. Like what twenty two year old would have like the capability of doing that mentally? You get what I'm saying? That's why yeah. I give her so much credit. You know what I mean? Because I was a fucking asshole right after that. Yeah, which I, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're not the same person. <laughs> You'll never same person. be the same person. She tells me all the time. She goes, after that date, there is no O Elvin. Like, there wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, because I'm a goofy motherfucker, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. Anybody in the department, like, if you ask about me, I'm just goofy as a motherfucker. Like, I love joking. I love having a good time. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um... I'm that's what the job was. Person. Yeah, man, that's what the it was. The job was having fun. Yes, we did some great work. Yes. Yeah. But we got... When you had to oh. work, you worked. But when it was yeah. fun time, yeah, it was it fun. Was fun. Oh. Like, obviously, nobody wants to do a seven-car uh, accident, right? <laughs> right? You're like, fuck, I'm going to be here for like three days, right? Uh, but but I, I was one of the, those people that actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. But oh, you enjoyed the, it? Yeah, I was... That, yeah. that was that so was you my, were like, fucked up before. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just kidding we're just kidding pension board we're just kidding he's got a flair yeah, yeah, for the yeah. obvious album. yeah <laughs> no I, that, that yeah. was the one thing yes that's that's what separated me from everything because I did enjoy you did enjoy it. okay I, I, but yeah. well you know why because those long accents keep you from going to the other jobs you know yeah. he didn't have to go to the domestic but uh, the funny Kev, thing was you go to domestic no I'm doing the accent report no, okay Kev, we here's, got no, here's how it here. fucked me up is if, if, after my <laughs> shooting I didn't want to do any more accidents <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but um you know, it was uh, after that, then it was just like, I would be good for a few days, and then I would have another nightmare. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And they were like... And like you said, you said it before, you're almost afraid to fall asleep. Yeah, you're yeah. You're so tired, you're afraid to fall asleep because you don't want that nightmare again. 100%. And, and, it, was, and it, was always a, it was always a dream of me fighting for my life. Like, yeah. like, I had one crazy dream that I was in a war. You know what I mean? But like, you're always losing. You're always behind yeah, the eight like ball I was always Like, people were dying all over. After my shooting, it was... You know, we we spoke about that where you you're in a you're in a situation. You pull out your gun, you pull the trigger, and like the flag comes out yeah. that says "bang." And or, you see the yeah, cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how many misfire yeah. dreams I've had? You know, nightmares. Yeah, hundred percent. Or, or, or I can't you, find my gun. Yeah. Or, or or no? How about the, the 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 you know a dream that you're about to pull your 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 gun and you can't you can't squeeze the trigger yeah. and you're and then you die. It's like you're paralyzed. You get yeah, what I'm saying? No, it's yeah, crazy. It's yeah. like I, I had so many dreams of me being paralyzed. Like I couldn't move yeah. in the yeah. dream. How were you coping at the time? Were you were you drinking? Were they medicate? Did they you know, medicate you? I, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I have an addictive personality to some things, and I know that if I start using it for the wrong reasons, like I was, I'm a social drinker. I'm not a big drinker, right? But like I knew that if I used that alcohol for that specific reason, that I would that I would it would bring me to a, a dark spiral, right? So honestly, I didn't take any medication. The only coping mechanism I had was the gym. The gym probably saved my fucking life. Hmm. It, you know, honestly, it really did. That was the only, I would I'd be there for a few hours. You're um, fortunate that you didn't lose the will and the motivation to do that because I did. Yes, I, he- I heard your story, and, and, but, but it makes a lot of sense on why you did. 
in a bit, you know, based on your situation, you know, like I like you said, like everybody deals with it a certain way. But for me, it's like I knew if I didn't do this, that I would have, I would have done, I, I would have done something stupid. That's what I said. I was going to the gym three times a day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and when I heard you, I'm five like, o'clock in the morning. I'm like, this guy's, this guy's crazy. Man. Mike also chronically there. masturbated. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I left a million kids in napkins around the, yeah, around yeah. the bathroom. Hundred <laughs> percent. We all have our own little ways of dealing with it. I yeah. know some people who get involved in cannabis, and there's the alcohol. Yeah, and, and none of it is good. But no. all, all it is, the gym was your escape. That's all you're trying to do is escape your own head. That's all it is. Like I just, you know, I'll put I'll put like, you know, some music on or whatever and like and I would just go at it, you know. And I, and I the thing is is that I I took it so far like I wanted to feel pain. So when I was there, like I would literally do reps until I couldn't feel my fucking arm anymore because I just wanted to feel something because at the time I didn't feel anything and I didn't know why. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. and I don't know how to explain that like yeah. I didn't feel anything like you know, and and you feel no emotion, you feel, you feel no emotion, nothing. nothing. Yeah. Nothing, and then and then it's one, like you're inside a cloud. Yeah, that's you know, what it feels just, like. You know, that's what you, it feels like. You walk around in, and like it's, it's hard to explain. You don't you don't know what to think. You don't know what to do. You don't know what people are thinking. Yeah. You, it's it's and crazy. Then, and then you would have episodes like, yeah. like I swear to God, like I'd be eating and I'd just start crying. And my wife was like, "Oh, what's going on?" And, she, and I'm just like, "Yo, I just feel like fucked up." How, yeah. how far did it go? I didn't have a chance to go down that far because two months later I was back on the job. Whoa. Yeah. So, so basically, um, they cleared you fitness so, for duty. Yeah. And your psych so, and- so I knew this is the thing, right? Like this was my dream. Like I just couldn't give it up. I just couldn't at the time. You know what I mean? Two months though. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. Like I just, I just couldn't give it up. I just like, I'm like, nah, I fought, I fought for this for too long. You know what I mean? Wow. For too fucking long. And two months later, you know, it's crazy. I'm thinking about this and bits and pieces are coming back because you, what you do is you compartmentalize compartmentalize <laughs> this shit in the back of your mind because you don't want to think about it. Yeah. Right. I, I have a family to feed. You, you know? store it away. Yeah. You store yeah. it away. You know, you don't have time to be a victim. You, you, you got shit to do. Right. After the incident, two days later, I called the department. I was like, I want my fucking gun back. Get me my fucking gun back. Because now I got people. Right, because he was affiliated with 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 some type of Bloods gang, right? In my mind, I'm like, well, they know where I live. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, there's no secret where I live. A few days later, the incident, my mom's calling me saying like, there's people outside taking pictures, and then and then and then and then some flake. Let, let's let's put it a professional way. Some flaky people taking pictures and skeeting and and and, and skeeting off in their cars, like leaving like like marks and like you know because i guess like my mom would come out or like you know or like the next door neighbor will come out and they, they, they didn't know who it was so they, they they skip you know what i mean so i'm like now nah, i'm like I, I, i'm like i want my fucking gun you know what i mean so you know it's and it's just I, paranoia until you're exactly, proven right exactly yeah. then i'm calling i'm like i want cars out there right. i want two cars out there i, I want something out there right. you know what i mean and they were very supportive you know what i mean like at the time they're like you know like we, they put cars out there, and you know, I know who they were. So like, you know, I would text them, like, "Yo, everything cool?" You know what Doesn't I mean? Doesn't even have to be a man car. No. Put a car out front and then leave That's it. it. Yeah. You it, know, because the thing is, I don't. I was living in Lodi at the time. I guess the Hackensack Police Department called Lodi and just said, you know, just keep a watch. You know what I mean? So was Hackensack su- too suburban for you? You had to go to Lodi. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, the, um, I don't know how that worked. You know what I mean? Um, Honestly, I mean, you went from a congested city to an even more congested. <laughs> yeah, city. yeah, yeah. I know it's crazy, right? I lived in a in a really 
a nice street, like, you know, like a quiet street, you know. Yeah. But, like, I would see, like, when I, obviously, I couldn't sleep at the time that well. So I would get up a lot, and I would see, like, the, you know, the the police lights, you know, those right. big yeah. flashing lights, yeah. like, you know, going through my, I see the shadows. You know what I mean? So, like, it was, you know, at least. Was there paranoia comforting. setting in? Oh, my God, yeah. paranoia. Yeah. I'm like, take me to the range. Because that's what you have to do. You have to qualify again at the incident. So I qualified. And people would like, like, how, how were you able to, the people, like, I never got into, only a couple of people know the details of what we're talking about right now. So they would say, like, how did you, I'm like, I didn't think about it. You know what I mean? It was, it was like, yo, I got to protect my family. You know what I mean? I can't protect my, my family without my pistol on me in case somebody tries to do something stupid. You have to protect the primary. Exactly. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? And that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about my own family. I just started being really paranoid. Like, what if I'm walking down the street and they're following me? You know, what if I'm driving and they're following me? So I started like, I'm very, you know, right? Cops are very predictable, Let's, right? Regimented, Regimented right? Too. So I, I took the same streets all the time, right? Uh, you know, I went to the gym at the same time. I started switching up the times. Taking different routes time, to Different the routes. Yep. I would be taking different routes uh, to work. Looking in your rear view mirror. Looking in my rear view mirror. I was just so paranoid, man. Well, here, here's a question for you. And, and, I'm not even sure if you can answer it. Looking back from where you are now, I mean, we're talking almost seven years ago, yeah. pretty close to it. Go back, look at yourself seven years ago. Do you think you were ready to have your weapon back? Um, 100% absolutely not. 100% absolutely not. And the reason why I say that is because, um, I mean, somebody could have touched me on, on, on my shoulder and I probably would have blew his brains out. When, after my shooting, there was a gentleman, he was a Passaic cop. His name is Jose Irizarry because I owe a lot to him. That's why I mentioned his name. Mm. He mentioned something to me. He saw what I was going through, and he says, if you go back to work, here's a couple things that's going to happen to you. Because you're hypervigilant now, you're going to get more and more aggressive, and you're going, to, you're going to start tuning people up. So it's either you're going to go to jail, lose your job, or get arrested, or even worse, get killed. And that's what he told me, going back. And this is a guy with three incidents under his belt, three shooting incidents. Where he had guns to his head from, he was doing undercover work, gun was put to his head, trigger was pulled, and it was a misfire. He was 100% correct. And I did have my off-duty weapon after my shooting. It didn't end up so good for me, because it ended up in my mouth. And that was my fear. When you said you're getting your gun back, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no it, it really was. I didn't have an off-duty. Like, I wasn't the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep it real. Like, I wasn't the guy that took my gun everywhere, even when I was off-duty. Like, I didn't need it before. Why well, I need to carry it? You know what I mean? It's more of a liability to me. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, it really is, you know, because what if I get into a tussle with somebody, he takes my gun. I had no off-duty right? gun when I first started, because that was a cool thing to do, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. first year. No, yeah. but listen, listen, listen. I sold it, and listen, I never got another one. There was a lot of guys that did, you know what I mean? They, they couldn't wait to get multiple guns. They were into guns and stuff like that. But, like, I just, I never really needed a gun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, to me, like, I didn't have, I didn't need the off-duty. But I did have, I did get my weapon back. And, um, you know, uh, I had to take a mandatory eight weeks. So, no matter what, I had to take eight weeks. And then I had to um, see a psychologist and get um, the um, fitness for duty the test. Fitness for and duty it, test. Yeah, yeah. So, went I went through Oakland. All, and the exactly. one, yeah. So I went and the Wonderlick test and yeah, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Wonderlick. Yeah, exactly. I told the yeah. guy you can Wonderlick my balls with yeah, this yeah. test. And they're telling me no. It's, it's funny though because they're telling me, "Are you like?" And I'm over here lying my fucking <laughs> ass off. I'm like, "I'm ready." I'm a, like, "I'm ready." It's yeah, a, it's amazing because yeah. we see this. We see this with people we reach out to who are involved in shootings now. Like, "Oh, I'm fine. Don't worry. No, I'm fine." They're, you're fucking lying. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. fucking lying. Yeah, yeah. And listen, if you want to lie to yourself, but don't fucking lie to me. Mm -hmm. If you tell me the truth, we'll get you there where you want to be. I, no, I, that's I had a guy I'm, that yeah. was in an incident not too long ago, and he wound up reaching out to me. 
or I wound up reaching out to him, got in touch with him. And I said, how you doing? He goes, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to go back. I, I think I'm doing good. Same thing you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. That's exactly what I said. A couple months later, I saw him. He pulled me aside. He said, Mike, can I talk to him? He goes, I went through a real dark time. I said, I fucking told you. You were fucking yeah, lying. Yeah, yeah. Goes, yeah, That's yeah, what we do, though. Yeah. As men, we lie. We lie because we don't want to let nobody You don't in. want to show weakness. And you don't want to show weakness. Yep. And the thing, that's the thing. Like, you know, um, in my department, you know, you got some 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 veterans there that have been through some shit. And they're like, you're going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I'm like, yeah, yeah you're right. I'm going to be all right. I'm a young cop, man. Yeah. Right? And, the, and there's some guys that went back after some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, so I'm good. You know what I mean? I'll be all right. There's a lot of guys in Hackensack that are involved in Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So like, you know. Mike Mordaga for one of them. Exactly. Mike Mordaga. Tony Ferriola. Alex Frenzy. Joe Iobi. Yeah. yeah, um, Back in the day, uh, Alan Borntrigger, my my FTO. Mm. You know, the legend, Billy Aglima. You know what I mean? He he was. (laughs) Billy Aglima. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but for real though, like, you know, you see these guys and you'll be like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, like, I didn't, I never compared myself to anybody. I just saw him and be like, all right, cool. Like. I think I could be all right then. You know what I mean? Like, right? So I, I still can't believe they, they brought you back to work after two months. Yeah. Uh, part of it was your fault because I get it. I understand yeah. you have your family to take care of. 100%. What was it like getting back to work? You know, you got to ride with somebody in the beginning. So I had to ride with somebody and, you know, uh, basically you just want to make sure that you're you're doing everything you're supposed to do so that person that's reporting back is not saying that you weren't ready. So I just made sure that I did all the calls correctly and, and like I didn't get anything into anything crazy. There was this one incident that caused me to go back out. So I was back for two months and then in November, um, I was back out again because I went to a domestic. Uh, so basically, uh, there was these two neighbors at the YMCA, the old YMCA, they closed it down now, but there were some sketchy people that lived upstairs, um, like a lot of, you know, sex offenders. How weird is that, right? But anyways... Uh, the gentleman uh, was fighting with another gentleman uh, across the hall. Uh, we went to across the hall. The guy comes out with a knife. So he comes out with a knife. And he's like, hello, officers. Uh, uh, what's the problem? I'm like, I'm, I start going for my, my weapon. And I had another officer with me. He starts going for his I'm like, I'm like, put it down. I'm like, put the, put the knife down. He goes, what, what? What, what, what? I'm like, put the fucking knife down. He puts the knife down. He goes, what? I was cutting oranges. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. What if I take out my gun? I shoot this motherfucker. He lives, right? And he tells, well, I was just cutting oranges. Just went back to what Kevin said before. What do you think you're they're going to pay gonna, me? Gonna, Trigger gonna, happy. In trouble? Yeah. You're either going to get indicted, you're yeah. going to die, or you're going to lose your job. Yeah, so, you know, trigger happy. You know, that's the first thing I thought. You because know I mean? you're, that's the hypervigilance. Exactly. You, you always amp it up. Jose would tell me when he went back after his first incident, he was starting to jack people up. Yeah. And then the second one was even worse. And that's what started happening. I was yeah. jacking people up. You know what I mean? Um, uh, My sergeant at the time, Sergeant uh, Tripodi. Great dude. Um, he was always very understanding of a lot of things. But, you know, um, I, I went to calls with him and somebody would, you know, call him, you know, some name. I'm like, what the, who the fuck you talking to like that? I grab him up and fuck it. And he, and Sergeant was like, yo, chill, chill, chill. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so like it, I was always on the go. You know what I mean? So I, I just said, you know what? Like, I think, I think. And at the time, the, the officer uh, that was with me, right, he was like, yo, Elvin, you good? And I'm like, yo, I'm good. But inside, I wasn't. Yeah. So right away, and I they, knew to, they, knew. they knew too. They knew. They knew. They knew. So I went straight to the to the lieutenant at the time, the commanding officer for patrol. I said, "Listen, I was like, I, I need, some, I need, I need to go out. I need, I need some time." So you know, I gave him my weapon. I went out. That's a pretty big. That's a pretty big thing for you to actually volunteer your weapon. I was just yes. going to say that's the difference yes. between the initial incident and the ending. Yeah. The, the the last incident, they took your gun. You were pissed. 
Now you just gave. Now me I'm giving, I'm giving did, it right. Did you ever have that mic where you you volunteered your weapon in, or did they never give it back to you? No, they just never gave it back. Because I my with my off duty, there was a time where I voluntarily I would have never voluntarily given up because that was like my home protection. No, hundred percent, you're home. And then you you were the same way. It's your home protection thing. Your your service weapon. Mm. And you didn't have an off duty, right? Because that, no. that would be interesting. Because you and I are the same here. Where it, at some point there was something that clicked. You're like, I really shouldn't have this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I go back out. Those first first couple of weeks, those first couple of months, it was rough, man. Like, you know, I was a raging fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Um, my daughter was born in September, so I was still working. I, I went back in July, so I was working when my daughter was born. Like I had to keep it, so I had no choice but to keep it together. Yeah. Even though I couldn't, you get what I'm saying. That that that's what that's that's why it was so tough. So, you know, I had a brand new baby. I was just a, a you know, just a complete fucking mess. You know, like a raging fucking asshole to my wife. Like I don't even know why the fuck she's still with me. You get what I'm saying? Like honestly, like I look at her. I'm like I'm like babe. Like thank you because I was a fucking like I would like literally take her phone and fucking break it and then go buy a new one. No, okay, wow. so you know, I'm starting to get. I'm listen. There's some triggers coming up for me because mm-hmm. I same fucking thing. Yeah, I'm going through a you divorce. Know, like she was yeah. talking about the, no, no, <laughs> and, and not just that. Now, like yeah. you know, my, my son's mother was wasn't. She was giving us hell all the time. You get what I'm saying? So like, it, that's it's the added stress that just just everything. Yeah. Everything was boiling, man, and I was just a fucking angry person. You know what I mean? And then they made me see a psychologist. Not just that, like they set me up with this person that had no idea. What, like, no offense, like she was, she she was good and everything. She tried her best, right? She was a child psychologist. Was, was it Doctor G? No, oh, okay. no, I forgot. Her, honestly, I forgot her name. Okay, but but you know, she um she was very supportive. It wasn't her fault. You know what I mean? They just she works for them. You know what I mean? But but they the don't know. But they don't know. She works for workers comp. She Hence doesn't know. Fourth, what we said before, you yeah. should have came to group. Yes, with us. I should have. I should have. And, no. and I was a fucking. I was. A, I'm telling you. So. I had to see her, all this other stuff, and how fucked up I was, I wanted to go back. Did you ever make it back? Yes, I did. Again. Okay. Again. I went back again. So April, just finished baptizing my uh, my daughter. I already told the, the lady what I got to do to get back. And she goes, you got to do a lot. So basically, I did everything she told me to do. Lied my fucking ass off. Because I just couldn't let it go, man. Like, I, I, I just couldn't. Like, I worked too fucking hard to let this shit go. So I ignored all my feelings. I ignored everything. All the, and I, and I went back. So I did everything she asked me to do. I got cleared. I went back, um, May 1st, uh, of 2016. Okay. So I go back, uh, May to January. I was just keeping it together by a fucking thread. By a thread. Doing what you got to do to get doing by. What I, doing what I do to get by. And how fucked up I was, my first day back, I'm riding with somebody. We get a call by the EDP. Oh, damn. First fucking day back, we get a call by EDP. Right? We get there. We tussling with the guy. A, f- a few minutes later, we tussling with him, fighting him. Later, later did we know he was on basalts. <laughs> so I'm, this guy was 120 pounds. I am pounding him because he's fighting us. I am pounding him. He's laughing at me. No offense, like I'm not a small dude, okay? Like I literally was pounding him. My other, all the officer, he's bigger than me, pounding him. He was laughing at us. No kidding. Smile on his face, 120 pounds. It took four of us to get his arm out and and, and put him under arrest. So 
you know, when I used to hear stories in the academy, I'm like, oh, yeah, come on, 120 pounds. Then, yeah. then that shit, that shit came right to my That's face. Real. Boom. So that was my first day back. I never, like, I was so fucked up. I would go home, but I, I just had to be, like, only my wife would see the bad side, which was bad, right? So now, now that was in May. That was in May. And then you said you and worked then, until January. And then I, I, by a fucking thread, about two weeks before, um, I decided to hang it up. About two weeks before, um, I was driving, and I went into a daze of, of, of the incident. Like a daze. Flashback. A flashback. flashback. Yeah. And I don't know why. I was on Post 9. I was coming off of uh, a, a friend that I grew up with street. Like, like you know, like it was a it was a street that I used to hang out with a lot. And I'm coming off of the street and I went into a daze and I didn't know there was a person coming. And I and 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 I and I and I basically T-boned her. Really? Yeah. So she her car flips around a few times. Um, she's hysterical. I'm literally shaking. They you know, I'm like, are you OK, ma'am? I apologize. Whatever. Everybody comes. All the department comes. Um, they take me to the hospital. You know, I was fine. I just had a sore neck or whatever. Um, and I knew then that something Something was wrong. Like I, 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 like I didn't know if I was gonna last. That was like my eye-opening incident. What if that was a baby that I hit? Like then all these things coming up in my mind. Like what if I hit like a, a what was a carriage? You know what I mean? Like I was in a daze. Like what if I'm fighting with somebody? Right. Well, that was the moment you realized that you're not only a danger, not so much a danger to yourself, but now you're becoming a danger to other people. Exactly. Because of this incident, exactly. and your career is in danger. Now. Exactly, yeah. Because and at the same, I started thinking about all these things, like you know, what if I get into another incident with another guy in bath salts, and what if I don't pull the trigger and he kills my partner? What if I do pull the trigger and I pull it too fast? He doesn't have nothing on him. Then I'm then I'm arrested. Then I'm 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 indicted, right? I, I mean, all too often. So and at the same time, I was the the case was still going on. So I wasn't free and clear yet. Like the grand jury was still out. While well, I was I can't working, believe they let you out, let, let you back to work with the grand jury still in. Honestly, man, like or I, let you be on the road yeah. at least. So basically, you know, um, fast forward to January. Um, I got one of my reps, uh, Joy. He's no longer with the department, but I got one of my reps, and I said, "Listen, man, I need it, and I need, I need to go back out. I don't know if I could do this anymore. Um, it's it's just too much, you know, too much, uh, too much pain, too much stress, too much um, anxiety." Too much everything. And too you much got everything. three years in the system. And, and, too, much, and yeah. too much danger. Too much danger. You know, like you said, for yourself, for yes. for a suspect, and for your partner. Yeah. So um, I, I went into um, my – well, he was the captain in charge at the time. Um, um, actually, it was – I'm sorry. It was Captain Aquila. Captain Basiglia was there because uh, we called the meeting. And, um, and you know, I broke down. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but, but I need to go back out. I don't know if I could do this right now. So I broke down because, like, I just felt like I lost. Like, I felt like, <clears throat> I just felt like I failed. We've all been there. When you think for that you're unable to do what you believed you were meant to do, it's a yeah. tough pill to swallow. Yeah, you know, because I felt weak. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really, I really did feel weak because I'm like, you know, the guy's going to think I'm weak and stuff like that. Like, And that was just the opposite. A lot of the guys didn't think I was weak. You know what I mean? A lot of guys thought, you know, I had the balls to come back. You know what I mean? Twice. But, really, know, but the, I didn't look at it like that. The big thing is you had the balls to finally admit that yeah, you couldn't do it. That I couldn't do it. And that, that was the hardest part. You know what I mean? And I definitely didn't have the balls to come back. I couldn't crawl out of a bottle long yeah, enough to come back. No, but like, you know, like I said, you know, um, I, you guys had timing already. 
You get what I'm saying? No, like, I, I do get it. I do. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have that time in, and this was my dream. This wasn't like a thing that I woke up one day and say, like, let's keep it real. A lot of people do that. Oh, like, nothing's working out. Let me take the test. Right? This was a, something that my whole life I wanted to do. Like, I was so proud of it, right? You know what I mean? Like, I wanted my kids to be proud of me, you know? Like, when they grew up and they, and they saw me. And that's what I kept thinking about. That's why I went back. Because I was like, nah, I want to see my kids. Like, I want, I want them to know that that I didn't fail. You know what I mean? You know? So so you make that decision to retire. And I know that's a very, very difficult decision. How mm-hmm. long was the retirement process for you? It was eight months. It was the longest eight months of my life. Because you can't work. You can't work. Yeah. And you're home all the you're time. Home all day, and you already know. Yeah. The problem started right when I went. Right when I went back out of work, the problem started at home. Right. Oh yeah. The problem right. started, and it got worse and worse every month. Because the busy bee has no time for exactly. sorrow. But when you're home, exactly. the idle hands do the devil's work. And exactly. I'm sure and, your and, and, my, tell you. and let me tell you, my, my my wife, she is a strong-willed person. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? She's not somebody to fuck with. So she, so if I got out of line, she made sure to tell me I was out of line in, in a very um, nice phrase. Now you, <laughs> okay? you so, yeah. did you get your pension? So I did get my pension. I got my pension in October. Um, and like I said, I was scared to death because I didn't know what was going to happen. I don't know what I was going to do or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I did get my pension. So the funny thing is, is your life often changes in a, in a second. We said that in the beginning. You climbed this mountain. And I'm just trying to like quantify your life right now from what you just told me. So you climbed that mountain to become a police officer. You reached the top of that mountain. And then your life changed in an instant. So what are you looking at now? You're looking at the base of the next mountain. Yeah. So how did you start climbing that mountain and finally starting to come out of this funk that you were in? Um, well, it was a very, very high and a very, very low because the, a month before I got my pension, my wife left me. Oh, so my wife left me, and she had every right to leave me. I was a fucking asshole. I was doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing, and she had every right to leave me. So she left my ass. So I, I had nothing at the time. Yeah, so the pension was nothing to me because I didn't have my family. Mm-hmm. So I was literally, that's when things, that's when I was in the deepest, darkest hole that you can fucking imagine because I had nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And the one person, like, like literally she left me, and I had to move out, and she had to move out. I had to clear everything out of the house, and like, and and I got this pension. It doesn't mean shit to me at the time because I don't have my family. But did she she eventually come back to you? Because you yes. speak very kindly exactly. to you about her. I'm like, yes, yes. Wow, I never heard anybody yes, say that about, about their ex a, before. No, no, because a, a year want, later we he doesn't want her to leave her. Again. Yeah, yeah. No, but a year, a year. Fast forward a year. You know, we did you know work things out, but that whole year, you know, was very hard for me. Um, the only person that was there. Uh, for me uh, that I allowed to be honestly when I look back at it but the, honestly the only person that was there for me like I was always the person that was there for everybody else and then when shit happened nobody's calling me nobody's yeah, yeah. texting me nobody and not that I like it's not that I'm like oh yeah text me it's just like like me personally if I knew you if you're my cousin you're my brother or like you're my you're my friend or something like that I'm reaching out to you man I don't give a fuck I'm showing up to your fucking house There's you know two, what I mean do you know how many people reach out to me for my department zero not all their fault. Some of it's my exactly. fault. Exactly. That's what. You, uh, see, some I was going to say some of it was my fault. You know, you know some I mean? people did try to reach out, and I just didn't know what to say to them. Yeah, exactly. So I never, I never called them back. Yeah. So th- exactly, that's what happened. You know, but there was honestly, there's a handful of guys man, that really reached out. They still reach out at times. Um, great people. Uh, but there was a few people that I didn't have a place to go. Um, and I'm just going to shout them out because you know, um, they were there for me. You know, uh, uh Jason Klosk, he's a sergeant in the Hackensack Police Department. Um, I had nowhere to go, and he didn't hesitate. 
he didn't fucking hesitate. He goes, you can stay at my house. That's somebody who's been there. That's why. Yeah, no, no, it's not that. It's, man, like I, like, I owe him so much. Him and my cousin Chris, like, I had nowhere to go, bro. Like, I get emotional because, like, I have fucking nothing. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> and my and Jason and my cousin Chris, my cousin Chris, you know, um, he's the Port Authority cop. You know, he's like, he's like, bro, he's, you can live with me. So if you talk about the the Blue Brotherhood, <clears throat> the Blue Brotherhood is not so much while you're working they cover each other's back. That's not what it's yeah. about. The Blue Brotherhood is when you see another officer in need, yeah. that's when you want them to step in. That's, that's when really, you step up. And they didn't know. And at the time, like a lot of people didn't know like what was going on personally with me. But mm-hmm. I had just I had to tell Jason because he was a good friend of mine, and obviously my cousin knew. And I remember like the first day, like I never forget this shit, man. The first day I moved into my cousin's house. My cousin Chris was there in the living room. And I fucking hugged him, man. And I cried, bro. Man, his shoulders, I cried. Like, fucked up, man. He held me. And he was like, yo, bro, you're going to get out of this shit. I'm so up. how did you end up coming out? So every day, um, you know, at the time, I was on Quantanapin, too. Quantanapin was... Uh, Quantanapin, I don't know. Is it an antidepressant? Yes, it is. Yeah, I never heard it of that. It basically, um, it's it's a you know, um, it's it's used because the Xanax you have to keep up in the dose. With this one, you don't. Oh, is Quantanapin is an anti-anxiety or an antidepressant? I think all three. Really? Yeah, Jeez. yeah. So, you know, um, I was on that, and um, you know, I was like a zombie. But uh, I just decided one morning to flush that shit down the toilet. You know what I mean? And I went through the withdrawals of it because I couldn't sleep. And um, I just toughened the fuck up. And honestly, I just looked at myself every day and I said, you know what? I'm not going to be a victim to this. You know, my my cousin gave me his house, you know what I mean? So I can get my shit together. So I'm going to get my shit together. So I, every day, you know, um, you know, I would reach out to my wife and, you know, obviously she she wasn't too happy with me. But every day I was on her, you know what I mean? Taking care of the kids and trying to do the best that I can. And, you know, at my lowest, at my lowest moments... Even when she left me, she was the only one there for me. She left me and was the only one there for me. How fucked up is that? Yeah, that's crazy. With I, Jason, him, you know, Jason, Chris, and her, they were the only people that were really you, there for me. If you look at it on the surface, she left you at your lowest point, but and I'm sure she knows that she probably knows this. The the look of it is very bad. It's like it. It's like you know. No, I deserved it. If I, well, I that's I what I'm saying. It. Yeah, but I she had no it. choice. She had no choice. She had to step out of the way mm-hmm. so you could either make it through or not, or crash, or crash. Yeah. So she took that chance, yeah. and every day, you know, I, I you know, every day we would bullshit because you know we have dark, you know, sarcasm. Me and my wife, you know, mm-hmm. we're fucked up. So you know, like I always say, like you know, I always tell her, you know, um, I'm glad you fucking left my ass because if if she didn't leave me, I would have never, I would have never been able to get out of that hole because I needed to be alone. That's the thing. I didn't know that at the time. But I needed to be alone so I could figure out how I'm going to get myself out of this hole because I'm not going to be a victim. I got kids that depend on me. That's it. Once you have kids, that's it. It's not about you anymore. You well, get what I'm saying? Since you've gone through all this stuff, have you been able to reach out to anybody or still kind of kept it inside? Um, Honestly, I, I still keep it inside. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to give you a, yeah. a suggestion here, my friend. Yeah. I think it's time for you to release that and use what you what you learned mm-hmm. to pass it on cuz now the people who who were there for you such as your wife who were there for you supporting you mm-hmm. they don't want payback no they, they don't. want you to pay it forward 100% all right? that's why I'm here you when right. you know when you reached out Mike honestly I didn't I was very hesitant because 
I don't want to, like, I'm not the type of person to reach out to people. Like, Your story's done. Your story's written. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, but somebody else is still being written, and you might be able to change the direction. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Elvin, we're coming to the end of this thing here, mm-hmm. and I ask all the guests the same question is, you've, done, you've gone through this shooting, the after effects have really been rough. What do you think all this suffering's taught you? Honestly, um, it's taught me that you're a lot stronger than, than what you think. There's something on the other side of suffering. You know what I mean? There's a life after suffering. There's happiness. Um, There's good times. There's bad times. But once you learn to accept that there's going to be bad times, that's when you that's when you start to live. It's like prairie fire. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. Like, you know, like real talk, you know, like that's when I that's when I started to listen. Like, I'm not perfect. I still struggle, man. I still struggle. We all do. Yeah. You know, I I still have days that I don't want to go to work. And you know, but I put this, I put this, this armor on. Well, if you, you talk, know? if you, armor, mm-hmm. yeah. so, you're just, just requoting all the stuff I said. <laughs> Episode um, nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you told me you were cured, that means you fooled the pension system, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't, I would never, I wouldn't have you in the studio if I 100%. thought you were a fraud. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the truth. I'm not a fraud. So yeah. no, I know <laughs> you're not a fraud. Yeah, but yeah, now, yeah. now you said you haven't reached out to anybody. No. Nah. You have two guys sitting in this room that you have their number. You can reach out anytime you want. Hundred percent. I think I might take your invite on the absolutely on the on the, on the, uh, you on the group. No, you the circle you, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> trust we'll, me. We'll get we'll get Crudell up here. Gonna, for that trust one me. Trust me. Yeah. Well, he'll, he'll go first. <laughs> he'll, he'll 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 use his hands to take care of us. But trust me, yeah. when I tell you, you don't want to hang out anywhere near us because we're <laughs> fucked up, bro. No, no, I don't know. There's, There's some listen, fucked man. up shit going on around here. Yeah. No. Uh, no, but no, you're welcome. And we have this we have this group of people that we consider family, we consider friends, mm-hmm. and we lean on each other from mm-hmm. time to time because even though we're we're through. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, we're still climbing. No, no, 100%. And I hope that um, whoever's listening to this out there, whoever is suffering, uh, whether it be a traumatic situation or anything that happened in their life, just know that, you know, there's something on the other side. You know, you just got to go through that dark phase, but just know that, you know, there's something on the other side. So, Alvin, thank you so much for coming in today. Really appreciate it. It's an incredibly interesting, dark enlightening story because you made it through i thank you so much for sitting down and, with and us. you are you are a solid person you thank really you, are man. i appreciate that i appreciate you guys for having me just thank you you know like because honestly i'm hoping that you know this helps somebody that's the reason why i came honestly so I'm i sure think it will, I think it will. and that's going to do it for this episode of the suffering podcast the suffering of sworn duty and let's think about all the stuff that we learned today traumatic situations are a reality check for your personality don't let any job assault you just because you say you're ready doesn't mean you are but most importantly You're stronger than you think because there's something on the other side. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast, The Suffering of Sworn Duty with Elvin Hernandez. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, and now on YouTube. Find Mike on Instagram at dented underscore ace. Find me at Real Kevin Donaldson. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to hit the subscribe and like button. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Suffering Podcast.